Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. My friend, are strong. That spongy organ between your eyes and your spectacular mullet is strong. And I just want to make sure that you know that I know that. Consider me made. Our pages are utterly and completely one and the same. And welcome to this week's coverage of The Walking Dead. We're looking today at the episode entitled Time for After, directed by Larry Teng, uh, Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 7. Before we kick off with anything else, I'd like to give you a spoiler warning. Spoiler warning! (laughs) (laughs) We will be covering Season 8 to date, Seasons 1 to 7 at various points, and the comics up until this relevant point in time. Yep. Uh, this evening, I am joined by our very own Rick in a Box, Len. All right. And joining us from afar, it is our Winslow V2, John. <laughs> That's exactly how he sounded he in the episode. He would sound just like that. And I feel like the only comparison I can make for myself is Jadis with the terrible hair. I'm Emma, your host. Hi. So this week we focused on three kind of key groups um, from the across the episode. Um, we're going to be looking at those in a bit more detail uh, as we go on through this podcast. But uh, first up, John, I'd like to hear your thoughts overall for episode seven. After for time, I might call it. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's just a filler, isn't it? It's it's a filler to set up next week, which I imagine will be the best episode of uh, of the season. 50% of me thought it was awful. And then 50% of me thought, oh, yeah, this is relatively interesting. Uh, and actually, the the more interesting parts, um, funnily enough, are with characters that, for the most part, you'd be like, oh, I can't be bothered with this guy. Most of Eugene's stuff is, is pretty good, got to say. Mm. Um, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, but like all, all the other kind of main characters... They're kind of little bits just setting up next week. So uh, I'm not going to talk about the BIM people yet. Um, Later. Or, or should shit, we say BIM people after? Ooh. I must sculpt you. Fucking nonsense. I have to admit, I actually, um, I watched it very early hours this morning because I was tired and old on uh, Monday evening and I went to bed before it started. Um, but I, when it first started, I thought it was going to be a, a cop-out episode just following Eugene because that was largely mm. all we saw at the beginning. I really liked it. I liked the variety. I liked the fact they didn't throw absolutely everybody in, but we had not just one group of people. A um, yeah. couple of things that kind of made me switch off a bit. But overall, I, I think it was a pretty good episode and probably top three of the season for me. But, I mean, Len, thoughts? I'm I, I'm usually quite level-headed with this sort of thing, but I just don't understand what is in their mind 
when they're thinking about oh you, you you know the way it goes with shows is that they have to break the series the season and what they do is they get a group of writers in a room together and they plot out in in the walking dead's case they'll plot out two eight episode runs they'll plot out the, the to the mid-season finale the first eight episodes and they'll plot out up to episode 16 what is going through their mind when they think that the audience gives a shit about Eugene on the penultimate episode and hopefully the penultimate episode of All Out War. Having said that, yeah. now here's the thing. I've been arguing the whole way through this season against Len and Len thinks that Eugene's going to have his hero moment. Well... I really... I, one of the things that happened halfway through this episode at, at 7.30 this morning was me going, yeah, come on, Len, you're fucking wrong. Well, it's a and shame. I, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's is actually it? a travesty because... I've banged on about it for several weeks. The Eugene of the comics is is just a far superior character to this watered down, as John said, just throws out stupid lines that make no sense anymore, like a jumbletron of words. Um, I did stop like, trying to write down you, what you were saying. When you guys have finished this All Out War arc, and I hope you do read the comics to get up to where, where just, just past All Out War so you can understand, you'll come to me and go, I can understand, especially you will, John, you'll go... I can understand how you were so pissed <laughs> off at what they've done. Like, because it, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Why in the writer's room are they sitting there thinking that we care about Eugene this much? This Eugene as well, who's gotten... Like, who's just regressed into this coward role again to, to stay with him when, when what we should be doing is focusing on Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I mean, the guy's only yeah. had about seven or eight scenes in the fucking whole eight episode run. I don't understand why he's clearly like star power, like Andrew Lincoln, like Norman Reedus. He needs to be on screen more, you know. I think he's expensive and uh, they're only allowed well, two swear words a season. Yeah, so. they, just, they just don't like writing the dialogue because they have to cut all the swear words out and it makes it sound <laughs> stupid. I mean... Do they write dialogue? Well, that's it, you know. I thought they just sort of picked words off of the... Uh, thesaurus or dictionary and just go yeah no yeah just say that especially with Eugene I mean but I didn't dislike the episode so here's the thing I'm just disappointed that it didn't have more like just just I just I just I'm just so disappointed with all that war I'm just it's fine it's fine it's not amazing but it's it I'd want it I've always the last couple seasons I've just wanted it to be good I've wanted it to be a good show I, I want this to be a, a show that's up for Emmys, that's up for all this sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's just not hitting the right notes. Directorially, writing-wise, um, acting, I think, from certain people is fine with what they're given. But what they're given is absolute codswallop at times. Very British thing. Bloody codswallop. <laughs> you know, it's it's frustrating. Well, let's talk about the first kind of group in this episode that I've picked out for us to discuss, which would be Eugene, Dwight and the Saviors. You know, we talked a lot about Eugene there and there's been a lot of conversations uh, on this podcast in the last few weeks about the difference between Eugene uh, in the show and Eugene in the comics. Yes. So so let, let, let's start off there. There's a lot that happens with Eugene um, in this episode, Eugene and Dwight specifically. And we, we open up with him... Um, or our first scene of him post-credits is him writing down a list of what I know, what I don't know, and what I'm unaware of wholly, um, which is fantastic. And then he starts having a conversation with Dwight. I mean, John, how did you feel about the interaction between Eugene and Dwight across the course of this episode? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, as a whole, I, I thought it was fine. But again, like, let's have a look at the script. So, Have you got it up again? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I want to do some more Amazon. Um, oh, that's not going to happen. But it's just... 
Yeah, that's quite a that's quite an amazing moment. He like he's he's got the front to go to Dwight and say that I know it's you. I mean, obviously he didn't say it like that. He said, I need you to cease and desist all betrayals and backstabbery, fronting and Judasness. ASAP. Now, what are you saying, mate? It's just comic booky. Now, again, I understand it's based on a comic book, but mm. come on, man. I mean... But it's a different kind of comic, isn't it? Yeah, don't... don't. I mean, it's not a typical comic book. It's very... Honestly, it's a dark, one of the darkest things you'd ever read. But it's, like, a, it's, it's a graphic it's, novel, isn't it? Yeah, it's very graphic. It, I mean, it's just... It's just, apart from occasional comic book characters like Negan, um... but look, but look at the difference in in the way Dwight responds. Mm. The, the saviors are finished. Negan's finished. Mm. This place, what it's been, that's all over. Uh, the workers are angry. Blah 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 blah. All you have to do to be on the winning side is stand down. All you have to do is nothing. Wait, let it play out. Can you do that? And his response is like. Well, Crank's my shaft is being safe, and it's like, oh, bore off, mate. Like you, you're having a laugh here, and yeah. Mm. I will admit, you talk about tuning out. Um, I really love Eugene. I think Josh McDermott plays it really, really well. He's hilarious. He's he's so utterly like straight face camp. But I am a little <clears throat> sick of having to try to decipher his dialogue a bit like with Jadis. Um, mm. But I actually I think that he played it really well. I think you know, like we said before. Some of the dialogue isn't always amazing, um, but some of the actors are very good. And I think, I think Eugene, I think, well, I think Josh McDermott plays Eugene incredibly well in the situation. Well, so you look. I've got nothing against Josh McDermott. If you ever heard him like in an interview or anything, he seems like a very switched-on guy. Um, and I think, <laughs> no, he's but adorable. I've hugged him. He's 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 like he's a he's just funny. He's a funny guy. Like when you hear him talk and I think they've tried to obviously translate that to his character mm. and I think at times it does work and it is funny especially when he was like joking around with Abraham and everything like that that was hilarious about like I, I used to love that sort of combo after they'd made up after he admitted his you know cowardice and how he used him to get to you know safety and survive um but I, I so this this conversation between uh, uh Dwight and Eugene happens in the comics but it happens in a completely different context um the context is uh eugene is captured um before rick assaults the savior's compound and eugene is a staunch rick supporter he is not giving it any information even after like being beaten up tied to a chair um he doesn't he refuses to bow into negan so you could see how, how the contrast they tied him to a chair did they they really ah, did mate they really that is some dark i told you it was dark Remember? That is horrendous. <laughs> but the point... That's what I do to these two when we do this podcast. So, oh, Jesus, don't don't tell them too much information. Yeah, they're clothes, it's fine. Oh, yeah, barely, like Rick, just boxers, dad bods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are dad bods, but that's pretty um, good. So, um, but Eugene, like, refuses to tell Negan anything, refuses to give any information up. And, and Dwight, who sees an opportunity to... He hates, obviously, Negan. And he sees an opportunity uh, to, you know, free Eugene and Dr. Carson and also help out um, the Alexandrians, Rick's group, all, you know, the kingdom, everyone, because he doesn't like the way that Negan runs things. Um, mm. So Eugene, as you can see from that explanation, is just a completely different character. Uh, one who has come through his cowardice and 
become a valuable member of the group you know and we'll come on to it later about bullet making but let's just say that's very important in the post-apocalyptic world it's a different kind of thing but i I think actually eugene is showing strength in his own way and yes it's played differently to the comics but i I mean i've said this the whole way through this season there is a part of me that just desperately wants him to stick with his choice and he is and do you know what that last scene where he really really went for it and we're jumping right ahead here do you know what fucking good on him um if you know fair play if he sticks to his guns i hope he gets absolutely fucking mauled and next next episode yeah i hope you know i hope fair. he gets fuck and i hope he's totally given fair. one-liners as he's getting bitten to shit that's what I hope happens. But totally fair, I just want him to fucking stick to his guns. And if that means dying, then that serves him right. Um, but I, I just... There's just this point where he stuck with something for so long and he was so dedicated to the lie. Now he's made a choice to save his own life. I want him to stick with it. And this episode made me so happy by seeing him do that. I guess we'll come on to... Because obviously this is just the start of of Eugene mm. in this uh, in this episode and, and I, I genuinely think this is probably the weakest part of him yeah um, I, I do think he's uh, I do think he's grown into a very interesting character and yeah I agree I, I kind of I want him to stick by you know I don't want him to just do a swerve at the end and go oh no actually and, and actually he's doing it in a very different way in that I suppose we'll get on to what his actions are I think his actions are still quite noble. The noble in kind of sticking to his own point, but let's—I mean, let's just talk about a very brief moment where uh, he has a conversation with one of the wives who wants him to fix her boombox, and it's not quite done yet because there's more important things happening. And she—I think she makes some really uh, character damning comments to him, you know, talking about well, we we tried to fix this and make this over, but you wouldn't help us. And then, bizarrely, it turns out that. Um, Eugene is now some very strange uh, 50 mil red wine alcoholic of an evening. Um, yeah, yeah so very weird. odd, but I thought the end of it, when, when that came to combination, quite interesting. But how do we? Uh, how did it come across to you, Len, that, that kind of reminder of when Eugene was first there and he was trying to help the wives and then he, he just lost his shit and that's how Sasha ended up, you know, walker in a coffin? Well, we had the choice to kill Negan with some very discreet poison and help women who are being raped on a nightly basis out, and he didn't. So um, my opinion is that his cat, you know, it's just weak and cowardice, which surprises me because Dwight says to him, as we just referred to in the start of this episode, that he has the opportunity to just don't do anything. This place will fall. You will be back with the Alexandrians, back with your travelling compartment uh, companions, as he calls them. Um but for some odd reason, now he's grown a backbone for Negan or a boner for Negan trying to kiss his hand later on. It's a bit of a boner. That was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, so I understand that his character damning, but this is what confuses me about his character at the moment. It's just it's just inconsistent. You know, he's always been a coward, but now all of a sudden he's suddenly got his back up I and he's and he's, and he's trying to help people out. I think actually that... Um, I'm just pouring some wine. Hold on. Yeah, it's the fuel for our podcast. We must have wine. I'm fueled by Leopard's Leap, Shannon Blanc. Um, I don't think he is inconsistent. And this this was my point about arguing against him having his moment of redemption, is mm. that in this season, he has been consistent in his choice to pick the team. He, the, You know, it's, it's a fucking game, isn't it, really? 
life is. Uh, he's picking the team that is the strongest, where he thinks he's going to survive and, and win the war against the people, and yeah. then ultimately win the war against the dead. And I want him to stick to it because because of that. And and I think he has been consistent. <clears throat> he's not been up and down all over the fucking shop. And it's a bit like going back to when he first met Abraham and then Rosita. I'm a scientist, this is happening, Washington is going to be a thing, it's going to save our lives. Mm. He was consistent in that for, what, good, we estimate, what, three years? Well, no. Stick to your guns, man. And that's why, that is why I'm so adamant that he will not have a hero moment, he will have a fucking moron's death. But you know what, at least he believed in what he was doing. Oh, I hope Rick blows his brains out. I I think he should just Deserves it, deserves it, because next week, you know, we'll come on to it later... Eugene has potentially killed some serious people uh, by I his actions. I hope he comes back as a walker, and I hope that Nicotero directs his walker entrance. Maybe he could be the new Winslow or whatever the fuck that walker called in the trash people. Just put a little it helmet Winslow. on him. Well Is done. it Winslow. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's move on to Negan and Eugene. Um, so we, we get that our first scene with them. It is the one where... Uh, Eugene goes for a kiss. Negan's going for a handshake. Awkward, that. Very awkward. So awkward. So awkward. But but we get the comments. You know, Negan talks about the fact that the sanctuary is about pooling and organising our strengths. Again, going back to kind of workers, production, all of this stuff that we were talking about a couple of episodes ago. Episodes ago. Um, and then you know this weird handshake kiss. I think I'm in love with you, but I don't know if I'm. I am or I'm not moment happens and then Negan talks about the fact that a handshake is a sign of mutual respect not many people get that from me and um, I couldn't tell I'll be honest or whether he was serious or joking it's a joke it's, it's manipulation yeah, it's manipulation at it's highest well potential. I was going to say I mean John what do you what do you think or ha- how do you feel about this relationship between Negan and, and Eugene because I think it's really interesting and I enjoy it actually especially the hand kissing sexy well look I mean it sort of reminds me of the relationship that me and Gareth used to have years ago when he used to work for me yeah um, yeah you know, sort of a mutual respect, and I'd manipulate him, and obviously be trying to kiss my hand, and I'm like, "This is unprofessional in an office." Very unprofessional. But, you know, Did you report him? Really unprofessional. No, never. Uh, no, no. I, I'll, I'll save that for 15 years' time when he's a Hollywood superstar. That that makes that but, makes very uh, good sense. Yeah, he's 100% manipulating him, and I think that smile at the end is kind of him admiring his work, so to speak. Like, because he has done amazing guy. work on Eugene. Rick did amazing work on Eugene and, and Rick Rick is the ultimate sort of like leader and we'll come on to it later with a famous line from the comic that's actually mentioned in the show. But like Rick did some great work with Eugene and really made him feel like part of the community to the point where Eugene was willing to, if you remember back at the end of season six, drive off in the RV to lead the saviors away while they took Maggie to the hilltop and that's what led to them all getting corralled in the field and then Abraham and Glenn's... Yep brains getting bashed out but at that point eugene had enough courage to sacrifice himself for the whole of the group now you know rick (sighs) did that to him like this is why i don't buy the fact that eugene after giving all of that you know he he knew he he knew he was going to die in that situation how is he now not even willing to help dwight who he knows is helping rick baffling baffling because actually uh, actually for very logical reasons if you think through the mind of Eugene okay yes. let's just take ourselves back yes Eugene's logical 
He looks at the facts and he analyzes them. He puts them into categories. The fact is, is that he was put in a situation, or he put himself. He ended up in a situation in which he could have he offered, died. He offered it. He offered the situation. He, yeah. You watch the episode. He goes, "I will drive Rick. You get Maggie." Then to I've the not finished. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. I'm doing a John. I'm getting angry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to just strap Len a bit tighter with some tape round his mouth. Oh God, don't move my boxes. Um, I'm not. <laughs> fucking Rick in a box Um, he ended up in a situation where I think he expected to be rescued and he wasn't and do you know what he found a place where he wasn't constantly terrified of other people other groups or walkers he was safe Mm. and Mm. he had he had a point he had a purpose when he joined the saviours he had something they did not have and he felt valued Jesus who knew I get so emotional about this um he felt valued because he had something they didn't have and do you know what I have to say I've you've got to respect him at least 35% for that <laughs> at least 35% Jesus percentage yeah. for you know a completely logical reason he's preserving his own safety he he basically he might have sacrificed himself. He might have made that choice, but he ended up in a fucking shitty situation. And, yeah. it, and it was the choice of die or join. And he joined and he became more valued in his eyes, in the in the saviours, than he was Alexandra. But that is true. I think it's just because he got true. pickles. It's just because he got pickles. Well, do you know what? That was what Rick never did. Didn't give him pickles and a little now, fucking teddy bear. Tell you now, I'm a smoker and I like to drink wine. And if it was a zombie apocalypse and I found a group of people that were a bit mental, but they gave me an unlimited supply of nicotine and wine, I would definitely join them. Yeah, morals go out the window. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, if pickles and appreciation are Eugene's weaknesses, fair fucking play to him. Yeah. I mean, John, did you not think, just I want to ask you about this because I know you like Negan, right? And his, and, and, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan's interpretation of him. Are you not mad that you've not seen more of Negan. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it. I mean, he's supposed to be the, the fucking antagonist. Yes. I mean, what's going on here? Yes. He's, he's not in it. He's not in it at all. Um, we've seen more of the bin people than we have. Yes. I guess we'll see loads of him in the second half, and then he'll die in the last episode. I, I, I don't know. But... Which, in fair, I think will upset Len a lot. So I'm going to move away from that until we talk about our predictions for the mid-season finale. Let's talk about Eugene Dwight and the iPod drone. Yeah, good idea from Eugene. Good idea from Eugene. Pretty fucking smart, mate. Yeah, well, that's... that's, And colourful. That's why Eugene is good, because he does come up with interesting ideas. He's a genius. His his main skill is bullet making, but we'll come on to that later. Um, But the iPod, we saw... a thing with it last episode with uh, Michonne and Rosita and Daryl inadvertently intercepting the massive hi-fi wagon that was going to take the walkers away from the sanctuary. Hi-fi wagon. Um, Eugene has the same idea, using the boom box, which was, you know, a nice little tie-in to the previous conversation with the wife, to to um, have the idea to take the walkers away with the music. The conversation with Dwight was good. Um if I was Dwight, I would have shot him in the back of the head um, because Dwight, at, Dwight at this point, he, he, you know, Dwight is, he's, he's, he's not necessarily a good character. He's that grey sort of Game of Thrones realm that we're talking about um, where he's, yeah, <laughs> that one, no dick. 
He's got the capacity for good, the capacity for evil. So he, he's got no attachment to Eugene, and Eugene could easily rumble him. He knows how much of a coward Eugene is, and he knows that he now knows that Eugene knows that he's the mole. Um, just blow his brains out. But just Drop him off the roof. Say, oh, he fell trying to do a, you know, we found his remains or whatever, you know. But just the same as Dwight can't kill Eugene, Eugene can't rat Dwight out. Uh, yeah, I don't get it personally. Um, but um, And I think it was supposed to be a moment where you doubt whether he's really committed himself to the saviours. But yes. then, that, then we get that conversation between Eugene and Gabriel, who has Which is... multiple infections, apparently. Uh, which is probably not illegitimate, uh, but some Eastern herbs, I'm sure, Dr. Carson V2 will assist. Um, John, how did you feel about uh, Eugene's admittance that when he finally realises what the right thing to do is for him to survive because fuck everyone else? I mean, I I didn't see it coming. Um, I've got to say, I kind of like, yeah, I didn't really understand what he was doing, just kind of standing there and, you know, just panicking and then I was like, what's he doing? What's he doing here? Is he just going to kill himself or what? Or what's going on? Um, but yeah, like, uh, am I interpreting that scene like in a different way? But when he goes in and he has a bit of a go at, uh, at Gabriel. Gaby. Is, uh, is Gabriel? Gaby, yeah. Um, is he impressed there? Is, is Gabriel like... Uh, like happy that he does that, or I That's mean, what, what is that? I don't think so. I think Gabriel's just like you've lost the plot, mate. You're a coward. I mean, because Gabriel's coming from a coward's perspective as well. Obviously, we know that his background was very cowardice based. But he's also Gabriel is allegedly dying from multiple infections and well, delirious. So well, how can he think clearly anyway? Is he? Is he? Well, I mean, is he or not? Yeah. The one thing I thought was most interesting about that scene. Sorry to interrupt you, Len. Uh, was the moment with the glass of water. So Gabriel's leaning to try and catch the water and uh, trying to get the water even to take a drink. And Eugene's just watching him. This is like autism. This is not knowing how is. to deal with people's skills. You I know. don't think it is. I think that was the point where I went, you're going to stick with it. Go on, Eugene. <clears throat> but Len, sorry, I interrupted you. No, I just think that Gabriel and Eugene are similar characters and in the fact that they both came from situations of cowardice. Um, Gabriel has come through that and at least you know given his character hopefully an heroic death or something that will you know at least you know we don't want to see, we don't want to see him die now that's the difference before we didn't give a shit and now we, we don't want to see him die really um, Eugene's gone the other way where now you know I'm happy to see him get absolutely mauled to pieces um, and I'm sure a lot of the fans are because you know he's fucked over the group but that scene with him and Gabriel just highlights what you said, Emma, where I do think that he's decided to stick now with the saviours. Nah, I, I, right. I, I can't see a redemption for Eugene um, after what I think will, will happen next week. It depends what you judge as, as redemption. Like, uh, if, he, if he's trying to save the workers, if, he, if he's doing everything he can to to save the workers and buying into Negan's bullshit, yeah. then it, it might be a mistake, but it's a mistake. It's a benevolent mistake. Pure, well, well, yeah, I mean, like his, pure, his intentions are pure. 
Yeah, he's got. I'm not. Um, yeah. If if he's trying if he's trying to save the workers, um, then I mean he is he is doing it. I mean he is having his his heroic turn. It just so happens that it's not. It's not the it's not the original. It's not Rick's. It's not Rick's crew. Yeah. Um. But you know, one of Rick's annoyances is that uh, with Daryl is that you know there's already been this split this season of um well let's just kill all of them and it's like well no there are there are people there there are families there that, yeah and that's been that running theme and, and i guess eugene is is on that side now and he's just trying to save people that that he lives with that ultimately are in his uh that he's in charge of now being like second in command Unbelievably, he's not second in command, though, is he? That's just Negan. Oh, but I you're all right. But he, but he's bought into that. Yeah, he's so yeah, hundred percent. He, he is. So you know, he, he's responsible for their lives. And uh, you know, as he says, you know, judge me if you choose. But I'm doing twenty for twenty. I'm feeling ten for ten. I'm receiving five by five, staying safe and staying alive. And I'm okay with doing whatever it takes to lock that down. How did you not get those words wrong? If I was, that's that's why I think Josh McDermott is an absolute hero because he must get the scripts and go like, how the fuck am I supposed to remember all this bollocks? Like, (laughs) I think Gabriel is probably just holding the script up to be honest. Yeah, yeah, off camera. He's he's actually got an auto cue just in front of him. We just can't see it. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on the ending scenes of the episode because I want to talk about our splinter group. So last episode we saw the joining of Daryl and Tara and Michonne and Rosita. And then Rogue Sniper Morgan. Um, I found this part of the episode, apart from a couple of particular scenes, a little unengaging. As much as I, you know, you know me, I'm Daryl till I die. Um, I found Michonne and Rosita again, like I said last week, really fucking tedious, to be honest. Um... Uh, I mean, uh, that's the first negative thing I think I've said about this episode. It, it, they just bore me. Um, yeah. Len, in terms of all-out war comparisons at this mm. point, while we're still trying to, you know, infiltrate the sanctuary, how are we comparing with our splinter group of renegades? Well, at this point? good question. So, in the comics, at the start of the at the start of the sort of attack on the sanctuary, it's actually a van that is driven into the front great uh, front gate to allow the walkers in by a character called Holly, who was having an affair with Abraham, and then oh, and then gets captured, and then gets captured. Mm. So the 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 theme of a van driving into sort of the the front door of the sanctuary is is in the comics, but it happens right at the start. Um, it's what leads to the all the walkers getting in and attacking Negan's compound where they're then forced to retreat. That makes a lot of sense now comparing back to our conversations yeah. in episodes one and two, actually. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, but the thing is, um, I found the Splinter group to be the most exciting part of the episode because... Really? I, well, because I think it sets up something very interesting in the next episode, uh, which we'll come on to later. But I think that, you know, Daryl's, you know... <laughs> lack of progression as a character is is key here um and the only thing that annoyed me about the splinter group uh was the fact that michonne and rosita didn't do more to stop daryl in this situation because rick had a plan they all had a plan Mm -hmm. you stick to the plan and you know i mean i don't know what rick's plan is with the trash people but if you stick to the actual plan like of the main 
against the Saviors, that they had a good chance of success. What Daryl does, and with the help of Tara and Morgan, is I think kills a lot of Alexandrians next week. Um, because it enables Negan and his group to shoot their way out of a problem, which they were never able to do when the walkers were just surrounding the compound. So Rick's going to have a very interesting conversation next week with Daryl if they ever see each other again alive. I don't think it's going to be a conversation. And I think my my problem and my disinterest in this part of, of the episode with the Splinter Group is that, again, very much like the first few episodes, no one signposted what the fuck they're doing. And actually, they've not really made it clear They've talked about a couple of vague things, but they've not told us what their plan is. So when it all kind of came to culmination, I was just really fucking confused about what the end game was, apart from Daryl being, you know, wanting to kill Negan and everyone else having a fucking crisis of conscience. What did did you feel about that whole kind of series of scenes, John? Um, To to be honest, um, everything that wasn't, Eugene and and that plot, I thought was awful. I I, I just I just thought, what what is this? Yeah, what is this? Like even even Rick stuff, and and even if it wasn't the fucking bin people, I thought what is the point in this? Mm. Um, I I, I felt uh, some tension, some when uh, they were driving into the um, driving the truck into the the wall and Daryl was doing it, blah blah blah. But yeah. In reality, I, I look at that episode and I'm like, no one's dying at this point. No chance. Yeah, I think I think the tension was there, though. Like like you said, John, I think that was more tense than like Eugene pacing around his room, drinking some wine and then vomiting it back up. I was like, what's that scene about? And then, you know, but at least the tension with Daryl was there because like we all want Daryl to live. And the thing is, he's yeah. he's putting himself in danger. So there is a bit of tension there. Um, but I know what you mean, John, in terms of the fact that it was a bit all over the place. But for me, it was the most, that was more exciting than Eugene stuff. Just because you, you know, Eugene stuff, they're in a crisis in a building. He's just, he's just fucking around with a boombox. He's just fucking around with some wine. Negan's sitting on a table. Like, oh, you've got to get us out of this problem. No, everyone think about it and get fired up and let's find a way out of this. Well, let's face it, they're not that smart. Eugene ne- is, Negan is Negan is a smart, smart character. But the smart cookie doesn't need to do all the uh, dirty work when he's got a bunch of lieutenants. Yeah, Speaking well. of which, where was Simon? Yeah, where's Simon? Yeah, where is Simon? That's Whole a new episode. hashtag. Yeah, fucking hell. Um, C- continuity. That's one of the show's biggest problems. The random girl from the back of the room in that scene where she said no words. Oh, yeah. Uh, her. From the other week, yeah. Oh, she no, was back, was she? Still yeah. no idea what her name is. Um... Well, let's let's move on a little bit and let's talk about the bit that I think we're all full of comments for. Uh, trash people, trash naked, people. Naked Shit. Rick in a box and the bin lady uh, is what I like to call these set of scenes. Um, we come back to it. I was confused as to whether this was Rick. It was about 7am, so I might not have had my glasses on. Um, you know, it's pretty fucking rough in that in yeah. that container. yeah. And then it came out, and we all knew what was coming. Come on, we'd had a chat about this last week. Um, I would like to know first off, though, how everybody feels jumping around about Jadis being so keen to sculpt Rick in the nuddy. It's just fucking stupid. Creepy. Well, I mean, what is this? What's this obsession? 
I mean, to be honest... It's Gimple, mate. It's Gimple. I'm telling you well, now. I think like, it's Jadis. It's fucking stupid. Like, I, I don't understand the point of it. What are they? What is, the, what, what is this group? Is this what happens when, like, I don't know, an art class goes fucking mental? Like, it's mental. I, I don't understand it. I don't. Stand for me. Those off. These off. <laughs> no sculpting. It's bizarre. Fourth, and I sculpt you after. Why? Why does this matter? Well, with those off, yeah. I think the trash people, we, we you know, we anyone who listens to this and and probably everyone who actually watches the show fucking hates them. I'll be amazed if anyone actually what likes the trash people. Um <laughs> but like just we knew this was coming. We said it last 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 week about what is his name? Winslow. Yeah, it was originally Winslow. Now we've got Winslow V two, which is like if you took Terminator and cut off his legs. Yeah, because Winslow V two is just useless. Fucking awful. Um but it, it's just—it's just weird. I mean, can we just can we discuss how um, if this was Rick's plan, and how much I think that Rick is actually quite well written in the show, and usually quite usually gets all the best dialogue, and gets usually all the best scenes, obviously, because being the main character. Um, can we just describe and explain how fucking stupid this plan is? Like, what is okay. his plan here? What is his plan? I'm going to jump in, all right? I'm going to take control here and I'm going to say the reason I dislike Rick in the last couple of seasons is because he makes fucking retarded mistakes. Why? Why did it seem logical that part of the fucking plan to take down Negan and the Saviors was to bomb into the into the fucking bin people's house and be like, oh, hello, Jadis, oh, we're friends. With no support, oh, which is the key yeah, there. No support. Which is yeah, the key. Just him. I'd be like, oh, no, you know, we'll, we'll hang out. Let's go kill Negan. Well, no, they like Negan, so what the fuck? Idiot, idiot plan. Yeah, makes it makes Andrew Lincoln look stupid. Yeah, and that that is what pisses me off, which is why I'm I'm so anti Rick. I mean, uh, it's a shame because I, I do think obviously Rick has made bad decisions along the way, and he and and, and that's why he's a great mm. leader now because he's learned yeah. from those mistakes. But then him making decisions like this Fucking just takes it back to ground to to, to point you know zero again what is what is he thinking i mean john you must have been fuming just uh just shit just stupid and shit um, fucking shit like i mean he's not in great shape either yes. what's happening here he's got he must have a personal trainer and i love andrew lincoln um, well no i don't think he does so i'm gonna and quote my uh one of my best mates here saying that it was a rick's pasty dad bod uh, I was on show far too much this episode. Although dad bods are in. Just want to say that, like, uh, as of, like, last year, dad bods are, you know, DiCaprio's to, rocking one of those things. To an extent, I'm going to say, Andrew Lincoln, you're lovely, but those pants are hideous, mate. I mean, I'm not probably... bothered by the pants. I am. Really? I mean, I, I actually no, had to say, they were very pants. briefy. I could fit myself in one leg. It was... It, they were bizarre pants. slightly. They were bizarre pants. They were more like pyjama pants. Like granddad pants. Yeah. Big, big ones. Yeah, it's not a dad bod, it's a grandpa bod. Um, pants. Well, look, I mean, I, I, look, I'm, Sorry, I'm not rocking them now, but ultimately, if you look, if this is the fucking apocalypse, you wear what you need to wear. Uh, <laughs> so we do get the reappearance of Winslow V2, uh, although I feel like it's a bit like we had Winslow V5 in the first fight, and now we've got Winslow, like, test A. Um, because if you're going to remake him... <laughs> 
Uh, so just for everyone's benefit, Winslow is the uh, spiky-headed, like terribly zombie. dangerous bin zombie. Uh, if you're going to remake him, you'd make him better, wouldn't you? Or at least on a par with original Winslow. And I have to say, I feel a bit like if Nicotero had had a, the freedom and the budget he wanted, he'd have made a better one. This one was shit. Um, he's got the budget. Emma, this is the second highest turnover in terms of money per show in the world yeah, behind Game of Thrones. They've spent the budget on They don't Eugene's, spend the budget. They spent the budget they don't on spend the budget. There's a fake... Eugene's flying thing with the, multicolours and they, If they spent it on that, God help us. They are oh, greedy they motherfuckers, those AMC people. If they'd spent the money, they'd be hiring proper directors. Then breathe. I'm sorry. Take like, a deep breath it in. It winds me up. Breathe in. I'm breathing. And out. Okay. Winslow V2 was terrible. Uh, but the fight was kind of cool, don't you think, guys? Like, I mean, John, thoughts about the pole of the head? You know, it's a bit like when you catch alligators. Yeah. I mean, no? right. So, well, no. So, yeah. Stupid. I mean, look, I, I mean, irrespective, which is fine. You just asked if I did, and I said no. Well, that's And okay. the reason I don't, like, but, but too much of it doesn't make sense. Yes. Why is Jadis, like, why is she doing this? And if she is going to kill him, why is she doing it in front of two people? Yes. Like, you know, she's got basically the leader, irrespective of whether or not there's a fucking king and a widow. Rick's the main guy. So what? I mean, was the plan to just have some crappy zombie on a fucking stick? What, chew his face off? Yeah. What's the point in that? She would take him to Negan. She would take him to Negan and say, look, I, I've delivered the, I've delivered Rick to you. Give me guns, which is what she wanted in the first place from Rick. Do you know what I think the point guns is? Guns give me you. Um, do you know what I think the point is? The point is is just highlighting how fucking awful Rick's individual storyline in this season is, quite frankly. And I, I but have it shouldn't to say, be, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. be, and I totally agree. I mean, up until season five, season six, Rick, fucking brilliant, on a par for me, for with two or three other main characters. Uh, from season three, whole way through season seven and this season, he's been poorly written, he's been given poor direction, and I'm really fucking disappointed because he's not this stupid. I'd rather watch Old Man Rick with the Owls well, in a I fucking hope we, weird festival. Well, I hope we get to see that. Well, I have to say, when I saw the, owls, the yeah. title, yeah. A Time for After, I thought we might be doing a real full like flash-forward episode. But no. Well. Um, having said that, <laughs> having said that, I did really quite enjoy seeing Jadis uh, get shot down by Rick in his pants. Yeah, but why have none of them like, got guns? Why have none of them got guns? They all have guns. No, they don't. Yes, they one do. Of, why have they not shot him then when he's pinned her on the floor? Like because Jadis is in charge. Oh, it's just madness. That fringe is powerful. The powerful, powerful, I mean. powerful bangs, as they would say in America. Bangs, they is. Bangs, power. they is. You fool. <laughs> just as a reference point, so uh, Jadis. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, just reading out a little, little bio for her, her personality. Yeah. Can you do it in a like, so, like the X Factor voiceover? Voice. I can't. I mean, I'm too ill for it, to be honest. Jadis from The Walking Dead. Okay. Um, so Jadis is shown to be a calm, patient, cunning, and highly intelligent woman. What? Who's a strong leader to those in her group. Fucking show are they watching? What show, what show are they watching? Is that written by? Is that written show. by Scott? 
I think that's written by Scott Gimple, isn't it? If you look at quote yeah, quote marks, Scott Gimple, 2017. Fuck me, Oh, fuck off, mate. Um, but yeah, I mean, it could be, couldn't it? Could be. It could be. Well, it could be. I mean, I mean, she's terrible at negotiating. She's terrible at decision making. Um, she she's just terrible. Sculpts things naked. Nothing against that. If you do that in real life, fair play. But. In a post-apocalyptic world, when there's you know serious stuff going on, I don't think it's the right time. Just, just a quick shout out: if any of our listeners want to sculpt any of us naked, that'd be pretty. I mean, you not do it naked. Me and in John are already in our ba- uh, boxes, so if oh, yeah. I mean, I'm in the old man pant things. Yeah, that's a lie. But, um, I'm fully fucking clothed. Yeah, you are, but me and John aren't. That's yeah, fine. I don't know why you get to be in your pants. I don't. Sexism. I don't want to be, obviously. Um, I genuinely am in just my pants. So I feel like, <laughs> well, you're you're skyping in, so none of us have to experience that. that Thanks, is, mate. That is true. Put the video on, mate. Um, so I have to say, for me, <laughs> please don't. Uh, the only useful part of Jadis in this season oh. is to remind my mate that she needs to cut a fringe, but not that fucking short. Uh, shout out to my mate Michelle. Does anyone have anything else they'd like to raise from the episode main? Um, I think overall, I don't want to raise anything else with it. I just want to say it was fine. I know I sounded a bit angry, but it's just because Rick misused, Eugene misused, but with the way it's going, (laughs) it is what it is. Rick, you misused me. And let's hope that it just goes on to a really good mid-season finale, because The Walking Dead famously does have, it does this. It has like some good episodes and then it will have a lull. And then it pulls you back in, Godfather style, with the with the sort of mid-season finale and sometimes the finale, barring a couple of examples, i.e. Governor. Um, other than that, we usually get a pretty decent mid-season finale. Um, so let's hope that next week really lives up to the billing. Uh, have we all actually seen the fucking trailer this week? Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, John, thoughts? Tell me. Obviously, the saviours are out. Yes. And uh, the indication is that Daryl's completely fucked it all up. Wanker. Um, And the thought should be, based on the trailer, that we'll get to see a bloodshot Rick uh, at the end, and it'll be uh, because someone close to him... I mean, if if you were fucking really bold, really bold, you would say Carl dies next week. Shit, son. I mean, I mean that 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 would be mental. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and I know you're like no, but you know because he's the you know the main protagonist. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, 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 whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, it's building on. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, um, I, 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 I can't. I just feel like it has to end on a negative, mm. like Negan. You know, on the run, I guess. Oh, not another governor, John. I can't have this. I can't have another person on the run. Well, he's not going to die. I-, I can't see him dying next week. If he does, I mean, fucking hell, what a waste of a character. But yeah, and a shame because it lovely man. Um, but Len, I think we saw a lot of people in that trailer. Yep. We've we made some kind of early on predictions about where this season half would end. How are you feeling now about the the penult- uh, the, the final episode after we've seen the penultimate? I'm slightly worried 
that they're not going to finish All Out War next episode, Ooh. which would be an absolute travesty. Um, you know, it's not that many comics. How have they stretched out a day of like combat over eight episodes? I have no idea. Um, but I'm praying, and I still have hope that we saw some interesting characters in that preview. Uh, we saw we we touched on the the kingdom again. We touched on um, the hilltop. We touched on Carl back at um, back at uh, Alexandria, and we've got all these places. We even touched on Enid and um... Maggie. No, oh my god! Oh, Enid and um, Aaron. Aaron. Enid and Aaron. And um, I'm I'm hoping that obviously obviously the saviors saviors have escaped, um, which we will link to Eugene's bullet making skills apparently capable in about half a day um but daryl's fucked up they're all returning to alexandria there's going to be a standoff of sorts what i had always hoped for well it's not they're all going to run away aren't they that's what carl Carl is telling them to do well i i would have always hoped that what we would have at the end of this mid-season is sort of like as i said before like lord of the rings battle of the five armies situation outside alexandria that is what i wanted I think there's still a chance we might get that um, and we will get a resolution to All Out War, but I'm terrified that we're not going to get a resolution to All Out War. Okay, so let's force out some predictions uh, for episode eight. Yep. Season eight. Yep. The mid-season finale. It's usually a mind blower one way or the other. Uh, John, tell me A your feelings for what's going to happen next week and be your predictions for who we're going to lose from The Walking Dead in episode eight. Daryl. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm not laughing. I squeaked. It wasn't oh, a laugh. That was a squeak. Right, okay. Uh, oh, God. Um, yeah, I think Daryl. Um, and let's say Michonne. Oh, that Ooh, is mental. Rough brother and yeah. sexy apple lady if, if if rick loses both of those characters then i don't know what he's gonna do and he's gonna lose his pants as well oh god he needs to change his clothes oh, we asked got his clothes back though bring me my shirt and, and my, my boots and my pants <laughs> and my tiny eggs len same question it's like blind date so death predictions i'm gonna go with multiple characters i think uh i'm just gonna say characters that i think are gonna die next next episode i think simon is going to die as in the savior simon i think i think all the lieutenants of the saviors are going to die apart from dwight i think eugene is going to die i think um negan will live i think that um daryl will die dude what the hell like that is like 10 people it needs to happen i mean it's all out war we haven't had enough casualties at this point apart from the kingdom who no one gives a shit about um, and I think I still worry for Morgan. I still worry for Morgan. We know that he's moving over to fear the walking dead, which is obviously set in the past. So it doesn't, there's no relevance here, but, but I just think that if he's moving over to fear, which has a similar shooting schedule, cause they release right after each other. So basically you get walking dead throughout the year. Um, I'm pretty co- confident that he will also bite the bullet next episode. He's lived past his comic um iteration so um i don't think he's got much borrowed time either so my predictions are morgan 
Daryl, Simon, all the other um, saviour lieutenants, apart from Negan, I think Dwight will survive. I think Eugene will die. So I've got some really uh, wild and slightly off-kilter predictions for episode eight. Go for it. The first one is not so wild. Uh, Negan won't die. We're not going to fulfil all that war in the next episode oh. unless it all goes to fucking shit and we bottle it. Um, I also, I think we are not going to see Bloodshot Rick. Oh, it's just... Why I'm convinced you, of it. I'm convinced of it. Can I ask you a question, Em, just before we, you continue? Why, of course. Why would you... If you were a director or showrunner, why would you show a, a flash forward of Bloodshot Rick and not see the continuation of it for 16 episodes of television, which would be next next April. People have forgotten about that one second flashback. Fair shout, absolutely fair shout. And I think the thought behind it is if you're gonna if you're gonna last until episode eight, you're gonna last until episode sixteen. No, people will switch off to see what happens. However, that may be misguided. Yeah, that may be misguided. They lost people. They lost people. They lost. 7 million viewers season 6 finale yeah season 6 finale to season 7 opener should have been their strongest ever moment where they were building viewers and they lost 7 million I'm going to throw this out here uh, firstly Morgan's definitely going to die I think that's a fair I think that's the most I think that's an absolute shout. shout and I'm also going to throw out here that <laughs> Rick will die in the mid-season finale <laughs> oh my god Emma, you're the host of this show. You cannot be saying things like that. You cannot be saying things like that. Thanks, Cam. Because, quite frankly, how has he survived this long in this season? Seriously, he's been making huge mistakes. Uh, No, genuinely, and I'm not joking here, there is a part of me that is convinced we are losing Rick next week. Look, I've said it before. Or one of his limbs. I'll say it. Well, his arm... Famously, he has no uh, le- uh, le- right arm in the comics. He he, he gets or chopped. Cock. Or cock, yeah. Uh, Eugene loves nibbling cock, so that got bitten off as soon as he met Eugene. What? Um, Rick has no cock. The limb thing's been teased for ages on the show and never yeah. been acted. And I don't think they want to do it because of the amount of time and effort it takes in makeup to get Andrew Lincoln prepared for that. And all the scenes that he's in. Also, the cost of green screen. Yeah, exactly. They, they yeah. don't want to do it. It's massive. Robert Kirkman always said it was one of the yes, biggest regrets of the comic. Him to take his hand off and he's had to work really hard to keep him alive with one limb um well like three limbs. well yeah but one arm because yeah. that, that's in the zombie apocalypse you know use your arms quite a lot um not so, your cock. and your cock uh, well if you're rick you're getting around a bit aren't you, you know? um, um so just some hot predictions here i think rick's gonna die <laughs> Oh my god! Len thinks everyone's going to die, basically, apart from Negan and there Rick. There needs to be a lot of deaths next season. Yeah, someone next needs episode, someone sorry. needs to die, and and I'm, I think I'm projecting here is that there is a possibility that somebody else I really adore, two other people I very much adore in this in this series might pass away. But I feel like I'm just going to project it on Rick Grimes. Um, I, I I don't dislike you. I just dislike what you've become. I believe in Rick Grimes. You fuck off in your dictatorship, all right? I am Negan. Um. I also think Eugene. Yes, kill him let's, uh, brutally. Let's, let's let's throw Dwight in there. No, Boo Ernst. No, what's it really? Wait, Dwight's well, helped no, out the group. Yeah, but I'm, be... not, I fucking, I'm not saying who I want to die. I'm just saying who I think will die. Jesus okay. you know what, though? Actually, Sorry. if you want a martyr death, it ain't fucking Eugene. It might be Dwight. Well, fair shout, John. Well done. Well, maybe both of them. Excellent work. Five stars. In some weird 
thing. Yeah, weird thing. Um, what are you doing together? Um, Painting. Well, Eugene has bitten Dwight's cock before, so. That is, yeah, that is true, fucking yeah. true, actually. Yeah. They yeah, like each other. They're, they're very well acquainted. John, final comments from you, please. Next week could be a 10 out of 10 episode, and it still wouldn't save what has been an absolutely dire um, season thus far. Dire. Mm. Uh, and part of me thinks uh, this might be very bold. I reckon this will be the first season as a whole that is rated rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. It's, it is possible at the moment. If you look at the ratings at the moment, it's teetering, teetering mm. on the brink. Um, yeah. bold, bold prediction, but, you know, I, I think you might be on something there, John. Uh, I thought this episode was uh, mixed but enjoyable. Um, the season as a whole has been really interesting to me, I think largely from a let's try and mix it up perspective. Next episode, I desperately want to see more Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes. I want to see Daryl facing up with Negan. Um, I want to see Eugene absolutely stick to his guns. And I want an explosive ending. Yeah, I mean... Um, My actual prediction is that it might fizzle out uh, in a bit of a cop-out. But I really hope that we get what we usually get at the mid-season finale, which is a a utter blowout that keeps us holding on for two months, in the interim of which I will be at Walker Stalker Con in London, uh, waiting for the next half of the season to see where everything goes. Yeah, and 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 just on a note about Daryl, if he is to go next uh, next episode, and we, you know, I don't want him to go. I, I Guys, think... don't worry, I'm still touching him in in March. Yeah, he's a great character. Twice, but um, <laughs> but if he's to go, I tell you, it'll be a fucking awesome way for Daryl to go. It's like some sort of absolute battle with Negan one on one. Some absolute like bat versus crossbow versus punching versus absolute fucking battle between those two and then Daryl dies or gets his head bashed in by Lucille now that is a way that that character deserves to go if he gets that is the only way he can go is some super heroic death like and I hope he gets it because if he is to go he deserves it Len one final question in one sentence if Daryl had been in the comics is he in the show everything you wished him to be yeah I think Daryl's a great Daryl is probably the best thing that isn't in the comics. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Next week, we're going to have a whole celebration of the first half of season eight. We might commiserate. In the next seven days, we'll also be recording our coverage of Star Wars to date. Oh, yeah. Bar the new release, which will oh, come yeah. to you a week next Monday. Star Wars! <laughs> we will then be the week after recording our Star Wars new release coverage the last jedi as always uh subscribe follow us on our social media tune in and listen to fan criticals coverage of all of the tv shows that you love the movies that you probably watched and anything else that we deign worthy of conversing about tonight i have been joined by john hello goodbye i think you might have said it was the second best episode of the season and lem Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Sorry we were mean to Gimple, but we just don't like him very much. You're also really mean to Eugene. And I have been your host, Emma. Ever positive, ever loving. And I am Negan. Oh, God. Good night. I believe in Rick Grimes. 